0: Thanks For checking out the Reveal Vineyard podcast, our mission is simple find God, find others, find yourself. That's it. We hope through these conversations your spirit will be stirred. For more information on Reveal, you can visit our website at www.revealvineyard.com. We're well, in for a little special uh, treat today. I asked uh, Scott Young, who Uh, is one of our regroup leaders, Scott, and his wife, uh, Vandana. Uh, One of our regroup leaders uh, for the last several semesters have done a great job, and I asked Scott to come and kind of give us a a timely message on kind of setting things up for us for 2016. I did a fantastic job last service. I know you're going to be blessed by it. Uh, And so normally we don't do this, at least for when I speak, but if you just kind of give Scott a round of applause, make him feel welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Good morning, Reveal. Merry Christmas. I guess I should be thankful the, my introduction of the first service had something to do with uh, Marty being the one responsible for me being saved as he pulled me out of a movie theater watching Rocky Horror Picture Show dressed in drag. I think is what, I think were the, were the exact words that he had mentioned. So thank you for not doing that, Marty. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, once again, Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, hopefully Santa took care of you all in, uh, in a way that you'd like and you were blessed abundantly. I know, as a parent of uh, four kids, um, I-, I was happy that only one of my four kids asked for one of those exploding hoverboards that a lot of kids are asking for for Christmas this year, so that uh, kind of made our christmas so so with co- with Christmas now uh, having come and gone, uh, we start to look forward towards new year's and new year's for for just about all of us means a new year and a new opportunity for change and we take that change and we, we apply that to making resolutions. Okay, everybody's familiar with with resolutions. You know, resolutions are what you make of resolutions, and, and we all uh, or most of us tend to set resolutions on a, on a year and year out basis. But the the gross statistics of it are that uh, most resolutions that we set lasts no more than ninety days. Okay, so resolutions you know uh, fail quite frequently, and, and you know. Uh, Behavioral health specialists have, have studied this extensively over the years, and they've come up with about five reasons why most resolutions are set up for failure. The first of which is uh, most resolutions fail because uh, the goal is unrealistic, okay? So we're, we're setting the bar way too high, like we want to lose 90 pounds in three months and be able to run a, a sub-seven-minute mile in the next six weeks, um, some of us uh, will make resolutions and they will fail because we expect something magical. Okay, we, we expect to not have to go into it and do any work for that resolution to actually to come through. We set too many resolutions. We've got a resolution for every little compartment of our life, whether it's our, our parenting skills, our, our marriage, whether it's our, our, our finances. Many of us are just surrounded, or all of us are just surrounded by temptation. So many resolutions fail just because... Uh, the devil is tempting us on a day-in, day-out basis, uh, not allowing us or trying to prohibit us from, from making change. And then lastly, many resolutions fail because we go into resolutions blind. And what I mean by that is we make resolutions, but we don't have a clear-cut plan. We don't research what it is that we want to do. We don't uh, get gather some knowledge so that we're ready to, to make sure that resolution gets followed through. So what if in 2016 we set a single attainable goal, okay? We seek help or devise a plan in order to battle that temptation that we're going to experience. What if we uh, go into 2016 with a resolution and we are prepared? We, we've educated ourselves. We've come up with a game plan. We've got a, a way or a structure at which we want to attack this. You know, what if this year we make a very audacious goal? We make a, an eye-opening goal. We make a, a goal that's, that's going to turn some heads. What if this is the year that we resolve to live more like God. Okay, in, in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. So, what does that look like? We're going to answer two, two important questions today. And the first of which is, what does it look like to be created in the image of God or in the image of Jesus? What does that look like? And we all know God, but do we really know God? Have we ever seen God? What does God look like? What does He act like? How can we be more like God on a day in, day out basis? And the second question is, what will it, re- what will it require of us? to reflect God's image in 2016 and how can we cultivate that? So how can we improve upon that? So, so what what is God like? Okay, what what is being made in the image of God actually mean? Well, God's given us a lot of examples, uh, a lot of, of resources, a lot of ways in which we can discover what God is indeed like. You know, he's given us nature. He's given us beauty, uh, creation. He's given us scripture. We've got scripture upon scripture. He has given us His Son, Jesus Christ. So He's given us things that we can model in order to strive to be more like Him. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at this from six separate areas. We're going to look at six distinctive characteristics of humanity that's created in God's image. So we're going to try to break this down uh, in a way so that we can take these six separate areas and we can apply these practically on a day-in, day-out basis to strive to be more like God in 2016. Okay, so the first of which, the first distinctive characteristic is creativity. So God, obviously, as we all know, uh, compa- uh, possesses uh, the, the ultimate creativity. You know, he created everything that we see, everything that we feel, everything that we smell, everything that we touch from absolutely nothing. There is no greater creator than God. So how can we cultivate more creativity in 2016, to be more like God. Well, you know, for, for those of you uh, that are artistic, uh, I am not one of those people, uh, these things can come, come pretty easy to you. You can write a poem, you can write a book, you can write a story, you can uh, write music, you can perform. Uh, there's just dozens of different things that, that the artistic, creative person can do. But for those of us that are not artistic in any way, shape, or form, uh, we have to do things a little bit differently. And I hope to speak into some of, some of you people today. Um, we need to create beauty from plainness. Now that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense on the surface, but let's dig into it a little bit. So creating beauty from plainness. Taking something like uh, four beige walls in your spare bedroom and creating something beautiful, something that's got life, something that's decorated amazingly well and bright. What if we take um, a blank landscape? Take your backyard, for instance. Create something, use your creativity to create something that's beautiful, that's amazing. Create a garden, create, uh, just create something beauty from something that is otherwise plain and apply that uh, in your life. We can create order from chaos. That sounds a little challenging, okay? What does that mean, create order from chaos? Well, we're all knee-deep in chaos at all times. Our lives are absurdly busy. We've got all this temptation. We've got no time to do the things we need to do. So what does it look like to create order from chaos? How can we apply that? Well, a couple ways in which you can do that is take a... uh, Back to the example of, of taking a room in your home, or maybe there 's a room or a space in your home that you 've wanted to repurpose, that you wanted to make something new out of that you wanted to do something with. take a room that that, that you can uh, reorganize and that you can just reset and start fresh, rearrange we, we, had the, the, we did this right before Christmas, my wife and I with our, our two middle girls rooms and it was, uh, it was amazing, but just take it and reorganize or reorder something to to eliminate chaos and replace restore some order. This is a tough one for me, but you could also create a calendar. So our schedules are chaotic, are they not? Anyone? My schedule's only chaotic. Uh, our schedules on a day-in-day out basis are absurdly chaotic and crazy. So what if we create a calendar, something that's very deliberate and very set, something that we can use? Because you know, with the busyness of our schedules, chaos just seems seems natural. Okay? So let's let's plan things, let's schedule, let's, let's, let's make a calendar. We can create creativity, as as redundant, as odd as that sounds. What if we um, just give ourselves cues uh, on a daily basis? Every morning we wake up and we want to do something creative, just to get in the habit of being creative. So uh, you can use multiple different outlets and ways in which which you want to do that. Um, I wrote a couple things down here that uh, I've never used, but Pinterest and Etsy, you know, stuff like that. Use resources, because I don't think men are supposed to use those things, right? They're a little... We don't want to get into that debate, but use whatever resources you have at your disposal to be more creative, to do more projects, to do more things. So make it a focal point to be more creative in 2016, to live more in the likeness of of Christ and of God. So the second characteristic that we're going to talk about is intelligence. So how can we, you know, given the fact that God is... Omniscient is all-knowing, knows all, extreme knowledge and intellect. How can we cultivate more intelligence in 2016 to be more like God? Well, Romans 12, 1 and 2 states, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Listen to me here. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Deuteronomy 8.14 says it a little bit different. It says, Then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. What both these scriptures have in common, both these scriptures refer to becoming or being complacent. Okay? Letting things just kind of settle. Being apathetic. Maybe being somewhat lazy. We need to avoid falling into these traps on a day-in, day-out basis. So one way we can do that is try to improve intellectually the next year to try to be more like God. So become a self-feeder. You know, we, we hear that all the time. We hear that uh, probably on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. Be, become a self-feeder. Uh, in his book, The Fifth Discipline, Peter Sange talks about uh, embarking on a journey of personal mastery. And what does he mean by personal mastery? What the heck does that mean? Well, what he's talking about is he's talking about a process at which you're continuing to improve. He talks about setting a clear-cut vision as to what you want to become in the next year, 2016. So you need to know where you're going in order to get there, okay? then he talks about constantly, constantly, constantly learning and improving in all aspects of your life. And here we're talking more spiritually, but uh, it needs to be something you set in place in all areas of your life, okay? Constantly learning and improving. And then never arriving Meaning never arriving at your end goal. Always that bar is set here, but once you get close, that bar gets set a little bit higher. You're constantly on the move, upwards, reaching towards that goal, but never actually arriving. So, what does this look like practically? How can we improve our intelligence in order to improve in 2016? Okay, to to try to be more like God. Well, how many books are we reading? You know, as, as cliche and weird as that sounds, you know, maybe make it a, a personal mission statement to to go ahead and, and read one or two books in the next two to three months on multiple different areas of your life. So, so maybe read a couple books on parenting and a couple on marriage and a couple on finance and a couple on your spiritual walk, okay? Be a self-feeder. Get into that knowledge. Get into the, the right information to help continue yourself on that process towards improving and learning. Take classes. Earn degrees. It gets a little expensive, but take some classes and earn some degrees. Learn a new language. Learn a new instrument. Learn a new skill or a new talent. Learn how to juggle. Learn how to hula hoop, um, do something as simple as, uh, although it sounds simple, but it's very difficult for a lot of us, is is a daily Bible study plan. Okay, being a self feeder, bringing in the right information in, so that you're constantly learning and striving towards that that end goal that you cannot attain or cannot reach, which is uh, trying to be more like God. So the third uh, characteristic that we're going to talk about is that of aesthetics, and uh, when when you hear the word aesthetic, you think superficially, you think superficial beauty. What we're, what we're talking about here is, is we're talking about aesthetics in the form of being able to appreciate beauty, okay? You know, God created beauty in our world and also the ability to appreciate it and to rest, okay? So we're going to talk about appreciating beauty and resting. So how do we cultivate our ability to do those two things? To appreciate those things that are beautiful as well as to find time to rest in 2016 to be more like God. So, so how do we appreciate beauty? It sounds kind of like a no-brainer, but get out of the valley. You know, get out of your neighborhood. Uh, go out in the desert. Go to a different state, a different city, a different country. Experience the beauty that is nature everywhere. Okay? Enjoy it. Appreciate it. You know, another way we can do that is you know, uh, take time to smell the roses, literally and figuratively. Get out there and enjoy nature, but also take time to enjoy things. Okay? What would Christmas, and what would the holiday season look like to each of you if you didn't spend the time that you spent stressing about, what am I going to make for Christmas dinner? What if so-and-so doesn't show up? Uh, I've got 17 gifts to get for three kids and I've got three hours of target time to do it. Um, stuff along those lines. You know, what, what if we didn't spend time stressing about all those things and spent more time appreciating what the Christmas holiday and the whole holiday season in general is all about. And just enjoying our family, enjoying the time that we get to spend together. So take some time and and smell the roses, okay? Enjoy things. We've got a a finite amount of time here. Let's enjoy it while we can. And then rest. How can we uh, incorporate more rest into our lives in 2016? Can we incorporate more rest into our lives in 2016? I mean, I think it, it seems like a very daunting task, almost seems impossible because of our hectic and crazy and busy schedules. Well, Genesis 2.2 says, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. So the first book of the Bible, God models rest for us. God didn't rest because he needed rest. He wasn't tired, okay? God modeled rest for us because we need rest. We get tired. We get tired all the time. But we need to know that being tired and having to rest is okay. And so God modeled that for us. You know, our, our lives have never been busier than they currently are. We can't sustain things at this current pace. So we have to be deliberate about rest, okay? We need to schedule rest. Okay, we talked about in the creative section, we talked about uh, designing a calendar, something to keep yourself on task and be creative with, with um, restoring some order to chaos. Okay, well, fill that calendar at least in some areas with some rest. Schedule yourself some rest. Schedule your family some rest so you guys can do that rest together. And also, give yourself permission to rest. Okay? You know, don't feel guilty about resting. God modeled that for us so that we can do that. He put that out there for us. So the fourth distinctive characteristic of humanity that's created in the image of God is that of morals or morality. You know, God shared with us a living example of ideal morality. And that was in his son, Christ Jesus. So we have that example. So how can we cultivate improvements in our moral codes, our our morality in 2016, to be more like God? Well, you know, it's, it's from Jesus that we get such statements as turn the other cheek, go the extra mile, love your enemies... Do to others what you want them to do, uh, do to others what you want them to do to you. Okay, so, so in the scripture and through the life of Jesus, there are representations, there are stories, there are parables, there are uh, numerous scriptures about how we can live our moral life and, and take our moral code and apply that to, and compare that to how Jesus did that so that we're living in the moral image of God, okay? Another way we can do that is allow God to examine our hearts, and find a way that's not pleasing to him. So in that quiet time that you have on a daily basis, open it up to God and let God critique you. Okay, Let God work within you and tell you and point out to you and show you what is it that is not pleasing to him or to Jesus, and, and how can we fix that? And then acknowledge our sins and repent. Okay, Acknowledge our sins and repent. The fifth, I think we're at five, one, two, three, four, five. Yes, five. Uh, the fifth uh, distinctive characteristic of humanity created in God's image is a very important one, that's of being relational. Okay, this one is huge, and we're going to spend a little bit extra time on this. You know, God created man and woman because we are to be in fellowship with one another in love. Okay, he didn't create us alone. Okay, when alone, bad things can happen. You know, God exists in a relationship. He exists in a relationship as Father, and as Son, and as a Spirit. And they, they all share one divine essence, that is love. So how do we cultivate being more relational in 2016 to be more like God, to live more in the image of God that we're created? Well, the first way, and I think uh, an easy way, um, but maybe an uncomfortable way, is to seek new relationships here at church. It's, it, it's easy for us to, to stand up before service starts, shake someone in the hand, tell them your name, and then go about your business. But why does it have to stop there? Why can't we take that two steps further? Why can't we shake their hand, give them a hug, get their phone number, uh, pray for them right then and there, pray for them later? Why can't we develop strong relationships in the church? Why can't we seek new friendships in the church? And that's just one way we can do that. Quality friendships in the church. You know, we can cultivate and seek growth in the current relationships that we have. So take the relationships that you have right now and let's cultivate those. Let's grow. Let's find ways to grow in those relationships as well. And in some cases, when we do that, when we seek growth in those relationships, we've got to ask some pretty tough questions. Questions like, who's speaking into my life? Who's speaking into your life? Okay, who are those people? Who will be there when life's hard, when your uh, mother or father passes away and you're there uh, upset and kneeling by the side of the casket? Who's that person that's going to be there with their hand on on your shoulder, praying for you, consoling you, being there with you? Who's that person going to be? Do you know who that person's going to be? Who do you trust? Who prays for you regularly? Who do you pray for regularly? Who do you hold accountable? Who holds you accountable? Accountability is huge. And unfortunately, accountability is, in a large part, lost in our society. You know, if we read James chapter 5, verse uh, 16, it states, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. I think we need to live that as a mantra. You know, we, we we a lot of us wear, and I'm included. We wear bracelets that have scriptural reminders on them. I need one for James five sixteen. Another way that we can improve relationally in 2016 to be more like God is we can seek discipleship, seek mentorship, and we can do that in, in many different ways in our lives. We can do that at our workplace. Hey, we can do that in our church. We can do that in our marriage. You know, we've been uh, my wife and I have been married for 11 years. Um, but there's plenty of people in this church who've been married a lot longer than 11 years that can probably give us a heck of a lot of great advice. Okay, so seek mentorship. Seek discipleship. Okay, get involved with someone that may have a little more knowledge than you do in a certain area. Okay, um, seek discipleship and mentorship and parenting. Anybody need help with parenting? Nobody? I need, I got, I need enough for everybody else then. I'll take all your needs um, you know, uh, Vandana and I had the, the um, distinct blessing to host a regroup uh, this last semester, and it was on uh, parenting. And, and the material we used was a book called Parenting Beyond Your Capacity. And that whole book essentially described, uh, number one, it made you realize that even as two fully well-functioning, well-meaning parents, you can't do it by yourself. There's, you just can't. There's too much. There are too many seasons in your kids' lives that... Uh, they will be opposed to you, okay? You need people in your life in those stages that can feed into and speak into your child when they don't want to hear what you have to say, which is, you know, a lot of the time, unfortunately, depending upon their age. Um, so stuff like that, feeding into yourself from a parenting perspective with books like that. Joining a regroup is another amazing way, relationally, to ensure that we're being more like God, Okay. Regroups are amazing. Our, the regroup we've done the last couple of semesters has absolutely changed our lives. We've made and cultivated some friendships that we will have, I think, forever. Because these people are just amazing people, and they, and they, they hold us accountable. We hold them accountable. Uh, and they're there for us, and we need them in these hard times that we speak of. Uh, Hebrews 10, 24, 25 describes this as, uh, and says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and a good deed not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And Proverbs twenty-seven, seventeen says it like this, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And one last way that we can relationally improve in 2016 uh, in order to become more like God is we can serve. You know, we hear this a lot as well, but... I'm hoping that you know we keep mentioning it. Uh, this is a million and one time we've mentioned it. Maybe this is the time that it sticks with a couple people. Uh, we need you know, the church needs help. We need we need servants. We need people that will be out front that will be greeting, that will be getting to know new people, are developing those relationships that we talked about before. We need people in all different areas of ministry within the church, not just this church, but all over the place. So get involved and serve. And the last uh, distinctive characteristic of humanity created in the image of God is that of of spiritual or spirituality. You know, spirituality refers to our, where are we at and how are we developing uh, our life in conjunction with God? How are we fortifying that relationship? You know, God desires an ever-improving relationship with each one of us. So how do we cultivate a strong spiritual relationship with God in 2016 to be more like God? Okay, Uh, in in his book, uh, Crazy Love, Francis Chan refers to... um, a certain type of people as lukewarm people. And uh, we'll go a step further and call these lukewarm believers, okay? He describes these people or or, um, explains these people to have these type of attributes. They uh, are more prone to attend church fairly regularly because that's what they feel good Christians are supposed to do. They give, but they stop short of it hurting or affecting their standard of living, okay? They choose what's popular over what's right in conflict. So they choose other people's opinions over God's opinions. They don't really want to be saved from their sin. They only want to be saved from the penalty of their sin. They're moved by stories about people who do radical, crazy things for Christ, yet they don't act. And these lukewarm believers or people rarely share their faith with others because of the fear of rejection or of making other people uncomfortable. So let's vow as a church in 2016 to be none of those things. You know, let's make 2016 a little bit different. Let's be like God because we're created in that amazing image of God. Let's, let's attend everything, okay? Let's not just go to church fairly regularly because that's what we think we're supposed to do. Let's attend everything. Anything that's going on in, around, or about the church, let's make sure we're there. Let's give until it's painful. This is a hard one for all of us. You know, I, I don't know anyone else's financial situation, but you know, I know ours and, and things can be tight from time to time. And making sure that you are steadfast and that you're giving until it may throw off your your standard of living a little bit, okay? Let's make choices that get us closer to salvation and not popularity, okay? It's about God's opinion. It's not about what anyone else thinks. Let's do radical things for Christ, and let's share our faith regularly. Now, there's really no reason we can't share our faith with anyone and everyone that, that comes across our path on a given day, whether that's at work, whether that's in the neighborhood, whether that's at sporting events. It doesn't really matter. Also, we can be spiritual self-feeders. So we talked about being self-feeders uh, in the in the intellectual or the intelligent uh, section here. Um, but what about being a, a self-feeder spiritually? You know, I think we all know uh, daily Bible study is good and quiet time that's assigned is good uh, and making time daily for prayer and listening to Christian radio and doing devotionals. Those things are all excellent. I'm not downplaying those. But Sometimes we need to do things a little bit different. We need to be a little more creative with it, okay? By that, I mean use technology. Get an audio Bible app that you can put on in the background so you're listening to Scripture while you're, you're going about your, your daily business. What about doing a, a Bible in a year reading plan? You know, I like think a lot of people have tried that. Or reading, reading uh, the story, which is a great condensed novel-like version of the Bible. Uh, what about listening to podcasts? Listening to maybe some of your favorite pastors or preachers that are not involved in Reveal? Because we all, we've all got people that we enjoy listening to that we, we feel feed into us. Uh, what about doing mission trips, doing works, being the hand and feet of Christ and actually getting out there and doing the things that we talk about? So let's wrap up with, you know, what, what, does, it, what does it mean to be created in the image and likeness of God? So we talked about that. We talked about the six, uh, these six characteristics of humanity being created in God's image. So how can we better reflect more of God's image in 2016. Now I'm hoping that, based on what we've talked about already, I'm hoping that some of us will take one or two points, maybe out of the whole discussion, and apply those. That's fantastic. Um, but what I'm really hoping is that more of us will take one or two of these things that we've talked about, these practical ideas, and apply those every day from each of these six, from all six of them. Let's pick a few and let's let's make some change. Let's make some radical change in 2016 to be more like God because he created us in that image. I mean, what an honor that is to be created in the image of God. Is there a greater honor? So let's make some changes in 2016. I want to, uh, to close with this scripture and it's 1 Corinthians 9:24, and it says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run but one, only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to receive a perishable crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. So let's train to win in 2016. Okay, let's win the race in 2016. Let's stay the course. Failure is not an option. Let's do everything we can with what we have to be as like God and as like Christ in 2016 as we can because we owe that. Okay? Let's close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for every individual that's here today. Pray that uh, you have softened their hearts and their minds and opened them up to receiving uh, the message today. And I just pray that you um, uh, don't allow us to be blocked from applying these, these things, applying principles like this to our lives in 2016 to be more like you, because it's such an honor, complete honor to be created in your image. Let's live up to that image. Let's make changes in 2016. Lord, I just, I thank you for this time we've been able to spend together. Um, I pray that you uh, allow us to, to leave in safety. Um, And we pray all this in your great son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen.